Hello and welcome to Midweek Chapel Service here at Community Missions. Uh, at the mission each week we do our weekly chapel service on Wednesday mornings and we're usually looking forward to what the text of the topic is for the uh, Sunday that's coming up and that's what we'll be doing today. Uh, this coming Sunday is Palm Sunday so our texts and our focus for today's worship will be uh, around that idea, that story of Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. As we always do, we start our service with the psalm for the day, and it's Psalm 118, verses 1 through 2, and then 19 through 29. And it goes like this. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, his steadfast love endures forever. Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech you, give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God and he has given us light. Bind the festal procession with the branches up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, and I will extol you. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let's pray together. Lord, we just thank you for this time to gather, however different it may be. We call on your presence here uh, to be with us. I call on your presence to be with each person wherever they are. Let this be time, be a time of worship that's pleasing to you, fills our heart with joy, and binds us all together in your love. Amen. Let's continue our time together uh, with a song as we worship today.
worship now uh, where we join together in prayer. Uh, so um, today I ask, uh, since I can't, uh, again, know what your specific concerns may be, uh, I know that there are uh, many that are probably similar to what I have and what all of us have. <clears throat> so let's um, lift them up together. Uh, let's especially uh, uh, remember that uh, each one of us uh, needs to pray for God's strength and patience uh, in this time that uh, we are practicing social distancing, this physical distancing from one another, which is just so important um, that uh, although it is a strain, uh, uh, we need to pray that God will let us see it as a way to uh, further uh, helping our neighbors in uh, uh, fighting uh, the infection that is um, uh, causing a global pandemic. Um, we also uh, need to keep in our prayers those who have become ill during this time, uh, that they will be uh, able to uh, have a speedy and full recovery. And we also uh, need to be praying for those and uh, their family who have uh, passed away as a result of this COVID-19. We also uh, need to keep in our prayers those who have been, uh, who were ill before any of this started, people who are having health concerns that might be ongoing, uh, that might be having treatment or uh, surgeries that can't be put off. Uh, so we need to keep all of those uh, folks in our prayers as well. Um, and we especially need to keep in our prayers all of those doctors and nurses and healthcare workers of all sorts and uh, first responders uh, who are uh, taking really great risks to help all of us and to uh, help our community uh, as we um, go through this difficult time. Uh, that we need to pray for uh, their well-being, for their safety, uh, and uh, to offer prayers of thanks uh, that we have uh, such neighbors and such people in our midst that are uh, willing to do so much for uh, the people that uh, live in their communities. Uh, so please remember to pray for them as well. So as uh, the music for meditation um, begins, uh, let's prepare our hearts and our minds for this time of prayer, remembering that uh, God is just, that God is gracious, and God uh, is always and forever turning uh, love towards us. So, Palm Sunday. I have a little bit of a mixed relationship with Palm Sunday. Um, on one hand, it is uh, what it's often called, that triumphal entry into Jerusalem by Jesus, where uh, he's proclaimed uh, that king uh, that the people have been waiting for. On the other hand, it's a highly political act that uh, is in some ways the straw that breaks the camel's back, 
uh, for the authorities who are feeling threatened by uh, the ministry of uh, healing and exorcism and teaching and the crowds that he's gathering. Um, and uh, is the thing that finally pushes them um, to act against him uh, in a very concrete way. Um, there's a tension between that. And where that comes from is the reaction of the crowd um, and how the crowd welcomes him into the uh, city. So uh, we'll look at our text to start with and talk about uh, that tension uh, just a little bit. So it's from Matthew chapter 21 verses 1 through 11 and it goes like this. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, The Lord needs them. He will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the fall of a donkey. Disciples did, uh, went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the word of the Lord. So, here we are with Jesus going into the city. Uh, and there's the crowd. And um, the crowd is where that tension really uh, comes uh, to being in this passage. And um, is what really speaks to us today. Um, on one hand, they were hoping to be welcoming um, a conquering king, someone who's going to come and throw off the yoke of Roman oppression. Um, and uh, the palms and the donkey, these are things hearkening, uh, hearkening back to the Old Testament uh, um, expectation uh, of the Messiah that's going to come and deliver Israel. They were seeing him as one of the prophets of old who was going to set things finally right. The palms really don't have a lot of precedent in the Hebrew Scriptures. Um, the best guess for all of that is uh, the source of it being in uh, First and Second Maccabees, uh, where um, the uh, uh, Israelite armies uh, end up uh, ejecting uh, foreigners out of their land and uh, have a rededication of the temple. Um, in Second Maccabees, in chapter ten, it says. Um, but now they walked around carrying sticks decorated with twisty, twisted ivy and holding up branches, including some from palm trees. They sang hymns and thanked the Lord for making our holy temple clean again. And indeed, that's probably what it looked like for uh, the crowds there, Jesus entering the temple to set things right. Um, but that's not really the kind of uh, Messiah that um, they got. Uh, one of the things that we always have to remember is that um, the expectation of uh, what a Savior does is different for a lot of people. Um, in the a book called uh, Hunting the Divine Fox by Robert Capon, he uh, has this kind of paradigm he looks at for America. 
uh, and that uh, the typical American paradigm for uh, the Messiah isn't Jesus, the suffering and dying and rising Savior, um, it's Superman. Uh, and if you think about it, that's really um, probably pretty true. We often look for somebody to swoop in and rescue us. It's part of our American ethos. Um, what they want, Capon uh, uh, says, is not someone, a, a savior who does something stupid like rising from the dead uh, or dying at all. They, they want one who never dies. Um, and in some sense, that's kind of what we're looking for today in our current very unusual situation. We're looking for a cure. We're looking for a vaccine. We're looking for uh, the uh, way to get through this quickly and efficiently and uh, make things change uh, because we really want that change to happen. Last week in our chapel service we talked about change and how that is difficult sometimes. Well this is one of those instances where we want the change and we want it now and we want it to happen quickly uh, and um, with uh, authority. Um, but sometimes change comes by uh, bits and pieces. In a sense, we're looking at kind of another metaphor that we're looking at on our, in our current situation. Uh, things are kind of on a slow boil. If you uh, think about boiling water, you heat it up, it starts to steam, there's little bubbles, and if you sit there and watch it, you know, the old adage is a watch pot never boils. And I've been making a lot of tea lately, and it's kind of true. The water boils, and if you look away for a little bit, all of a sudden, it's a roaring boiling pot uh, when you turn back. Um, and uh, the way in which this passage sort of mirrors that, or things that mirror it, or it's mirrored today for us, is that um, we have two sides to that. We have this uh, slow-moving uh, virus that is raging up to a boil in some places, and yet the way to uh, uh, combat it best is to turn down the heat, to slow things down, to distance ourselves from one another physically, to be able to stop things from transmitting, um, to take that slow approach because it will be steady and sure and get through it uh, the right way in the end. Um, the people that were welcoming Jesus into the city, they wanted the boil, they wanted the roaring boil and they wanted it right then. But that's not what Jesus came to do. In fact, he had to go through suffering and pain and death to get to the resurrection, uh, to get to that moment of triumph, of uh, bringing newness of life to each one of us. So in a lot of ways, that's kind of what we're looking for now in our moment, that getting to that moment of newness of life again. And we're coming up on Easter, that time of rebirth, that time where we celebrate that actual thing that makes Christianity what it is. Uh, that resurrection, uh, that forgiveness of sin, uh, the efficacy of the cross, and to um, be able to claim that newness of life and salvation uh, to live today and into eternity. But to get there, we have to go through a process. Even if we have our come-to-Jesus moments, where we have those moments of revelation, where uh, that moment of conversion might happen for some, it still is a process. It's not we're once changed and it's absolutely done. Uh, any of us, when we're working on anything, on coping skills, on uh, ways that we handle stress, on dealing uh, with recovery from illness or surgery or something like that, it's a road, it's a process. It's something that has to be gone through to get to the other side. That's what Jesus is offering folks here. That's what he's offering the people. 
look, you can have your moment of forgiveness and you need it. You need to come to repentance, Jesus is saying. But it's not going to be this thing that suddenly turns it all around forever and good. Our human experience, and, um, and God knows that our human experience is a series of ups and downs. That's the pattern of the scriptures. Uh, people coming to God and falling away and coming back and bit by bit, surely, one step at a time, a little bit more heat at a time, at a time, uh, our faith comes to that boil, to that place where we know that we have it and we have it firm and it holds us up through things that are really difficult in life. That's what the promise of uh, salvation is, that way that we can get there in the end and along the way uh, gain those moments of joy and forgiveness. Palm Sunday is the start of that journey to go through uh, that process. And that's what we have at this moment. Jesus comes in and makes that announcement. Uh, the people acknowledge it, and yet there's still a process to go through. I guess the message for us today, what I want you most to take home today, is although the triumph of coming into the temple, the triumph of Palm Sunday, the triumphal entry, uh, is a moment to celebrate. It's also a moment for us to stop and assess and say, okay, things might not go exactly as we expected them to go, but if we work at it, if we do what we're called to do as Christians, if we're called to do the hard work of faith, which is moment by moment, day by day, learning to love one another, we'll get there as we love ourselves, as we learn what that means, as we give that love to others and learn what that means. That's the revelation of God in our daily lives. So, shout the Hosannas, sing the Hallelujahs, maybe on Palm Sunday find an online service from a Palm Sunday past where the procession around the sanctuary is happening with the singing and the waving of palms. Let it be for us a time where we begin the journey through Holy Week, uh, through the cross and to the glory of the resurrection, that we understand that newness of life always comes even after a time of trial. It's there for us every day to renew us, to bring us peace, and to give us hope.